Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Crow Medicine. It is me, Katie Indy Crow, and this is your January 2023 astrology report, the full one. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Crow Medicine. It is January 2023, and if you're a calendar person, you might notice that this official report is being released on January 5th. And the reason why that is, is a wonderful place to start off this astrology report. We are amidst powerful transformation, and it started, as predicted, back just before solstice with the 32 solar flares and subsequent geomagnetic activity that we have been experiencing. And it has been complemented by a major X flare that had been, although not directed at Earth on January 3rd, that is sending ripples throughout space. Our universe is harmonizing the relationship in our solar system between the planets, as well as us here on planet Earth, is transforming. We are moving from the harder harmonic, what some people call third density. I left that word in the wayside a long time ago into something much higher than even fifth. 7th, ninth, beyond, we are moving into what some people call the age of Aquarius. And the last few days, the end of December, have been exactly what we predicted they, they would be. They were a toning moment where the connected energy of mother and father of creation, the masculine and feminine energy strands, were able to achieve their grounding point. And that grounding point was solidified with things like solar flares, with things like further planetary connections and conjunctions. And the way that we are feeling them quite practically is through the alignments and in general, how those alignments form the energetic context of our lives, as well as these alignments happening in the space of the geomagnetic storms and rippling that is occurring. Although this is something that pretty much only I talk about, and this is one of the unique things about my work, uh, our energy bodies and this sun-solar energy connection, it's not just me that says that, but the way that you're going to hear me talk about it in a second is unique. The way that we are connected to the planets and to the sun is through our DNA spectrum, it's through our energy spectrum, and it's also through the energy spectrum of planet Earth. As you know, I take care of planet Earth, and part of what that means is I tend to the energy connections that this planet experiences with other planetary connections. And Although that sounds new agey and hippie, that's what people have been trained to think to put down this type of knowledge. This type of relationship between planet Earth and the other planets has been existing as long as there has been the human record. And I'll tell you that it exists much beyond that. I was just at the Smithsonian yesterday and I got to check out a piece of Vesta and a piece of Mars that had been on planet Earth for however many years that came here as a result of them entering in through our atmosphere. And so, you know, is is it so far-fetched to think that that relationship, energetically speaking, couldn't have been understood and nurtured in other ways? No, it isn't. And when we take societies that continue to preserve traditional practices into focus, this type of a relationship never went out of style and it never went out of practice. And so one of the reasons why astrology persists is because it tells the story of the relationship of the planets to us 
And so the unique thing about the way that I deliver astrology, of course, is I talk about it in terms of how it relates to the planet as well as to us. And within this whole astrological perspective, the sun, not only as, you know, a PowerPoint of our whole solar system and the point of illumination, uh, does it occupy that traditional astro astrological role that we know it does? So too does things like solar flares and solar activity when they kiss the energy structure of the planet Earth affect us as people. And one of the reasons why that is, is that we are energetically connected to planet Earth. Anybody who has read my books or studies my method or has been around here for a while, you know, this is what I mean when I say we connect to the crystalline core of the Earth. Again, it sounds new agey. Check out your ears. Check out how your body works. We are surrounded by crystals. The mechanism you're listening to me on with right now has them in them. It's how it's powered. And so, again, sounds super new agey, but what we're really doing is grounding knowledge that is ancient and we're making it relevant and present again so that we can operate on planet Earth in a way that's going to be more cohesive to how a soul-body relationship on the Earth feels, but also in more alignment with the cosmic factors, which is really how things are supposed to be. Um, and that's kind of cool, right? And so if you're new to this podcast, do subscribe and also know that I run a website. And on that website, I have my book. I have another book coming up. And I have all kinds of different podcasts about self-development and self-connection. And um, this is all new material that I've been releasing within the last few years as I have rebirthed myself along with this planetary rebirth process that we have been on for quite some time now. Have we just hit an apex in that in the first four days of January as well as solstice? Absolutely, we have. And that's why I'm delivering this report right now. It's also part of why people have been having so many intense experiences all at once. As the planetary ripples are occurring, so, okay, I guess I should finish my, my sentences. I should finish my thoughts. Can you tell I'm excited? Yes, I am. So with the solar activity hitting the geomagnetic structure of the Earth in alignment with these solar conjunctions and the holiday of equinox, as well as the conjunction of Venus and Pluto, um, Mercury going on perihelion, Venus entering Aquarius, the conjunction of Moon and Mars and the close approach, and the lunar occultation of Mars that happened on Wednesday, the 3rd, and then also yesterday, Earth at perihelion, the 4th, which is Earth at its closest point to the sun. We have, in fact, been um, directly being tuned and toned within our solar system with the help of the geomagnetic activity to do the extra stir as we are moving through these astrological alignments. So that may have sounded like a mouthful. Come back for more. And just that was just a little summary piece about how all this works and why it's important. And so are a lot of people feeling dehydrated, awake in the middle of the night with racing thoughts? Are they having moments where they're feeling their energy body fluctuating or changing in new and different ways? Are you having a lot of nausea? Are you going through what feels like a transformation? If the answer is yes, you are feeling and connecting to this energy. You are part of this wave of transformation. You are part of this experience, so get on board. The more you learn about it, the more that it becomes fun and not scary. There is a whole paradigm within the energy community that teaches us to connect to pain as the way to know that you are awakening your energy body and that you're having this positive experience. I think that's crazy. Although pain is part of the experience, that also is our teacher to help us understand what we need to do or change to love our bodies more, to nurture our souls more, and thus to experience life on this planet Earth in a way that is more comfortable 
And unless you love the pain and that's where you're at, um, comfortable means better, right? Quality of life improvement is possible. This month, the month of January, is certainly not going to be the end of any major this 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 thing that we're doing. Are things wrapping up? Absolutely. But we still are in this pipeline for another couple of years. And new people are going to become interested in this and new and different experiences are going to come to people who have been interested in this for some time. This is in a lot of ways just another graduation moment for the planet and to all of us. And for some people, they're going to be moving into their energetic awareness and their initiations of self for the very first time. And so why I call this month a fork in the road kind of a month is that this month and the next three months are going to be transitional and they are going to be ones that we get to really focus on what free will choice is in the path making process. Every single person is going to be meeting choice points about the tone and the frequency, but also the the shape that their journey is going to take. We are on a metaphysical, but also a material road trip, my friends. And what are you packing in the car? You get to decide. And so the theme for this month, really, as I'm going to express just a little bit more in the next segment, is making and finding your path and recognizing your power in all of that. This is a major transformation. This is a mark point in how we align with that process. If you, the most, the more you make of it, my friends, the more that you put into it, the more you're going to get out of it. And so the theme, or sorry, the flow of this podcast will be as follows. I just gave a major introduction. I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the themes that we're going to be seeing in the planets around this major concept of choice points in the next segment. And then in that follow segment following that, I am going to just do the planets month by month as they come and express some of the additional materials that I have released on my blog that you might like to work with to support positive self-connection. Thanks for being here. Up next, a little more on why we may like to focus on choice making and path alignments this month. All right, so some of the key themes that we will be experiencing as we move our way through the month of January, but also really the next three months, as this idea of choice points comes into play, is that everything that we do, everything that we contribute to, everything we spend our time on, everything we think about does create the energetic context of our lives. And one of the major things that happens when we go through energetic transformation is we do what I call a review phase. And a review phase is a very natural thing where we go through what feels like a montage of our life. And so if you in the last little while or come into a phase where you're reminiscing a lot or you're finding yourself making peace with or going through episodes or activities that happened in previous years, this is a sign that you are starting to make peace with or reckon with the energy that has colored the pathway of your life previous to now. And doing that is something that helps you benefit on a number of levels. First off, if you're getting any lessons that you might have lost or left in the past because you were so busy moving on, which is something that happens with us. Uh, second off, you are either lightening your load by letting go of old 
residual pain or grudges or ideas that are no longer helping you. Uh, or you're raising your vibration by integrating the lessons and thus making yourself wiser and stronger on your journey. And you're also doing what is called a preparation for you to receive new energy, a new path into your life. Have you ever been preparing to go on a road trip and your car was maybe a little bit filled from life that you had been on or been experiencing before? And if you don't have a car, maybe you're going on a journey and you're getting your backpack out and your backpack still has a little bit in it from the previous time you had used it. And maybe you have things in your backpack or your car that are dating back from a couple of years or six months. And so as you are preparing for your new journey, you're like, okay, I don't want to carry this stuff around. So you go through your old receipts or, you know, maybe you have a ticket stub somewhere, the back of something. And you reminisce about where you were and what happened. But ultimately, also, as you're going through that process, one of the reasons you're doing it is so that you don't have to carry it in your car or in your backpack anymore as you're getting ready to move on. And that's exactly what these months and moments can be. And so for people who have a healthy relationship with self-connection and who are used to introspection, this can be kind of fun. And this is a nice thing where you are going to be able to have really powerful and direct self-connection. Anyone who has read my book, Soul Compass, and if you haven't yet, I highly recommend you get yourself a copy for the new year. I will link it here and you can come to my website and get it. Uh, this, this, this exercise of conscious self-connection that you're working on and this process of building your self-connection to a point where you can just sit down and ask yourself anything is really powerful in these moments of energetic alignment, specifically this month. As I mentioned in the last segment, the geomagnetic activity and the sun and the planets are creating this context for action. One of the cool things that we can do as people who are aware that these alignments are coming or who feel this in the energy spectrum is that we can say, hey, I'm going to work on this and I'm going to intentionally work with this energy to build pathways to myself, to my knowledge, to my answers and to the planetary inspiration because the planets do inspire us to find new information. The planets do inspire us to expand our journey by looking into new layers of information, go get a new book, listen to new music, try a new thing, uh, think about things in a different way. This is all part of how the energy spectrum affects us on that minute way. And that minute way is the most profound one. And so as the journey continues on, I highly suggest that people take moments to get down into their meditative space and call forth their sacred self-connection and say, you know, hey, what's up, soul? What are we ready to work on today? Or if, you know, you're a creative person, such as myself, perhaps this is a very nice moment for you to get into that writing space, into that painting space, make your music, do your magic, weave your bits, do whatever it is that you do and really allow yourself to go into it. Because also with the energy of this month, Ah, we have a lot of Saturn, Venus, Neptune coming up. And so Saturn and Neptune in a harder harmonic, which I'll talk about next, can be quite difficult. But we've talked about that so much in their harder harmonic of 2022. I want to talk about it in the higher harmonic now. And, you know, Saturn has a lot of positive, feminine, intuitive, expressive, creative aspects to it. I'm not sure how Saturn wound up getting coded as masculine, but it was originally viewed as a, as a feminine planet. 
as you know, I feel all planets have both parts, all parts of the spectrum represented with masculine and feminine being kind of like the, the polar ends of it. There's a lot in between and more within and around that we will explore probably into 2024 more on this podcast. However, for right now where we're at in conversation, what is to say is that that intuitive expression and sacred self-connection that I was just mentioning is stimulated highly by Saturn and Venus and Pluto. So we started off this month with a Pluto, Pluto and Venus conjunction. And those people who may have noticed and felt it in their lives is through feeling more deeply their self-connection or their desire to move into that. And we have Venus and Saturn conjunctions coming up this month, which I'll talk about in the next segment, as well as Pluto and Neptune stuff, or sorry, Neptune stuff, into the following month. So this is an ongoing theme that we can really relax into. On a harder harmonic, oh, also within that higher harmonic spectrum, we have a lot of Mars, Aries, Taurus happening right now, which is what represents that masculine energy thread. If you listen to my Fanning the, Ener Fanning the Feminine Spark, podcast you know that the masculine and feminine energy strands are coming together in you know that divine expression of mother father creator it doesn't mean there won't be men or women and i know people freak out by that don't get don't allow politicization of today stop you from thinking about energy in the big picture is all i have to say about that mother father universe are working together in a new more powerful way than they have been able to in the last epoch because their wound got healed and I make a special focus of it in that podcast. So listen to it and come back for more because I will say it again. But as this Venus, uh, Saturn, Moon thing is playing out, Neptune thing is playing out, we also have the Sun and Mars and Aries and, and Taurus. And those are action and grounding. And it's a positive integration opportunity. This is going to be a lot of fun. Peaceful fun for those of us who have been ready for it. Resolving old conflicts. It's over. Yes. Now, for people who are at a different place in their journey, this may feel a bit like an existential crisis kind of a, of a time. And I say that with a lot of love. Energy that is this powerful as what we are experiencing right now, as well as what just got launched off the sun on January 3rd that I talked about in the last podcast, as well as what will come up. And I think there's going to be seismic activity too. You just kind of know that the planet and the universe and the planets all speak to one another. And this is happening because this is how things are meant to be. This is the order of creation being implemented. And so, yeah, the energy of that coming into play can feel jarring, especially if it's some of your first time really being affected by it in a more direct way. And so... As the world has been playing out the last couple of years, you know, a lot of material things have happened and been exposed and a lot of different truths have been expressed and there will be more. Mercury is about information. Mercury is about the medical profession. Mercury is about communication. Mercury is about clear pathways and so there is going to be a lot of information i think that we will be able to access about ourselves the world around us the universe and other things and as i was saying in the last part or in the higher harmonic part that can be enriching and beautiful and exciting however it can also be terrifying and destructive and chaotic especially if we are fighting seeing the things that we need to see about ourselves and i'll focus on the inner world stuff 
you know, our inner world and the chaos that some people carry around within themselves because they fight themselves or because they resist themselves is a very heavy load to carry. And I think that load is going to be a little too much. I think people are going to be meeting their breaking points and not in a way that is negative, but in a way that is going to allow them to move past that shell that they've been living in and to experience their lives in a way where they actually get to feel joy and happiness and peace where they get to feel trust and where they get to trust themselves. This is possible. And in order to get there, we kind of have to see all the places where that is not. And so, you know, how do you move this from one way to another? How do you experience this positively? It's like a lot of it has to do with starting with raising your vibration. And in the final segment, I am going to talk more about some open access materials I've released at my website all about this. You know, I'm a doer person. I knew this was coming. I've created stuff. So if you feel that you're lost, know that you aren't alone. Just keep listening and check it out. So what else do I have to say? You know, this is going to be a high intensity month and it is up to us how we handle what shows up in our lives. You know, a lot of people probably had some holiday surprises come up last month and you really had to just decide how you're going to move through that. It's going to be that maybe again and again, but hopefully not as frustratingly as some of those holiday surprises were. The thing is, is that no matter what happens, we have to remind ourselves to always stay focused on our goals and that the difference between experiencing it as a nightmare or a transformation process, it, it really is perspective. And I say that coming from a place of having to implement the very tools I'm talking to you about when I thought I was dying <laughs> and, and having to walk my own father through that. And other people, you know, I've seen what this does. And so anybody who's walked through fire knows it's all about perspective. And so if you're in the fire, know that you're there because you're ready to get out of it and you're ready to see the truth and that you are powerful and that you are human, that you are strong and that you got this. So up next, let's chat about the planets. So as I was saying in the last segment, the planets for January really do have a lot to do with sparking that integrated frequency within and January 1st is a day where we started that with the Venus and Pluto conjunction that also happened on the same day that we had a close approach of moon and Uranus and a lunar occultation of Uranus happening in Aries. Those define what I was talking about in terms of a how you're going to take your pathway through the month but also b that potential mix of masculine and feminine. The next day, Mercury uh, was at perihelion, so that means Mercury is closest up to the sun, and Venus moved into Aquarius. On Tuesday, the 3rd, we had a conjunction of Moon and Mars and also a close approach. We also had a lunar occultation of Mars. And on Wednesday, the 4th, we had Earth at perihelion, and that means, like I said, that it's closest to the sun. So if you remember, on the second segment, I did quite a bit of a conversation about the planets, the alignments, and the sun, and how geomagnetic activity along with planetary alignments, not only just like the typical astrology stuff, but also the conjunctions I talk about here, serve as a guide to the toning of the universe. Well, if you notice that the first four days of the month were absolutely intense, now you know one of the reasons why that was, and this is a good indication of what we're going to experience in other busy periods that come later on this month, and so... You know, look at how you work through the last few days as a gauge to the things that you might need to do to buffer yourself to enjoy high impact um, energy activity, because that is what we're going to have. And really, every single person handles it a little bit differently. So this is where self-knowing 
paying attention to yourself really comes into play. We're not cookie cutters, and that is part of the fun of it. So right now, we are preparing to feel more geomagnetic activity from an X-flare that was released on the 3rd. That also would have influenced these other planets and their connections to one another, and this is exciting. So today, uh, we have a full... Today is it today? Oh, today is the 5th. Oh, my goodness. So today, we don't have that. Tomorrow, Friday the 6th, we have a full moon. Um, and then we also have the moon in Aphelion, and the full moon is in Cancer. And then on Saturday, we have Mercury at inferior solar conjunction. So if you recall, um, in the solstice special, I talked about how Mercury is going to be one of our key planets for this phase because we experience a conjunction on solstice. So if you did not listen to that, you may like to head on back to that podcast and check it out. I gave some theory on how this all works. Moving forward, um, the first, sorry, the second week of January isn't too busy. However, on the 12th is when we start having a little fun. Um, our planets that were in retrograde are going to start going direct. So Mars goes direct on the 12th in Gemini. And then we have an asteroid that I pay attention to that I don't talk often about called Pallas. And that is an opposition. When Pallas meets opposition, I feel that we are going to have a fundamental tone shift going from dealing with things that we're feeling a little unfair to things being a little more fair. Pallas represents justice and 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 swift justice at that. And so if we have been in that space, just know that there will be a turnaround a coming. So on the 18th, and this is where things start getting big energy again. Really, the 18th through the 30th is going to be a marathon of planets. So on the 18th, we have Pluto at solar conjunction. This is a big deal. Pluto is the planet of the underworld and the other worlds. But that means the seen and the unseen. It doesn't have to mean some scary realm where terrible things are. The underworld is the space of spirituality and it's also a place of self-connection and inner depth and so when pluto is a solar conjunction this is the light of the sun the light of the soul the light of the universe looking into that path if you recall back in august and july i talked about pluto rebirth and this being a good thing that was part of the sparking of the universal love harmonic that i keep celebrating and so that happens on the same day that mercury goes direct in capricorn and i feel that that will be a positively illuminating day for those of us who are ready for it so if you have like some deep inner questions things about how you tick or where your secret skills are or what's holding you back or what you might need to see that you're not seeing right now these are perfect questions to ask in self-discovery as you're moving through this month on to the 20th we have a conjunction of the moon and mercury in sagittarius and we also have the sun entering aquarius you will notice that as the planets move into aquarius we feel Aquarius yeah we feel that openness but you may also notice that there has been some trash talking of the inner world and in particular psychics in society lately and I think that that is part of the rippling up energy of um, basically the hunt that I had talked about in the feminine aspect podcast where I talked about how you know people who showed intuitive senses became the subject of a massive program of cultural assimilation and everything from being burnt at the stake as a witch to being thrown into a, a psychiatric a, a facility um, is what has happened to women and men, but a lot of women who have shown these traits. And so we are working on healing that. And if you happen to come across it, just walk away. That's somebody else's issue. If they want to work their hate out, you don't have to be there and you don't have to be ashamed for who you are. On the 21st, new moon is at, and so that's a pair, and the moon is also at perihelion and perigree. Um, and then we also have 
on the 22nd, this is where it really starts heating up. Jupiter is at perihelion, so that's Jupiter closest to the sun. You're noticing that I use the perihelions as a measure of what's going to be happening in the universe, and that's because the planetary connection to the sun and their communication to one another is an important variable in astrology. Uh, the reason why I talk about it so much is because it makes my reports a little unique and different. You can listen to what I have to say here and compliment to what you as an astrologer forecast or what you hear uh, from others. Sometimes it's a little bit different, but that doesn't mean I or someone else is wrong. This is different ways to read the planets, and that's part of the fun of being here. So that same day, Jupiter perihelion, we have a conjunction of Venus and Saturn and a close approach of Venus and Saturn. So Jupiter is big dad energy. You know this. Uh, Saturn and Venus represent the feminine archetype energy structure within. And then on that same day, we have Uranus going direct. Uranus is the planet of soul sparking self-actualization. And sometimes also rapid sudden shift. So the 22nd I have earmarked is a powerful day for personal potential. And I would not be surprised if people had rapid transformation around that. On the 23rd, had more Saturn and more Venus. We have a conjunction of the moon and Saturn and a conjunction of the moon and Venus. So we have the moon, Venus, and Saturn all hanging out in relationship with one another in the sky. And, you know, a lot of people talk about Saturn as a planet of solar repression but also Saturn as a planet that's very good at showing you what needs to get done. And so taken within this, you know, this Jupiter energy and the Venus energy together is really an experimentation or an explanation of what that divine spark potential can be. And those chords together are very positively nurturing. And so within that space, perhaps you might like to call forth a part of you that you have not connected to that day. The 24th Mercury is at dichotomy. The 25th, we have a conjunction of the moon and Jupiter. We have a close approach of the moon and Jupiter, and that's happening in Pisces. On the next day, we have Venus going into Pisces, so we have some more Jupiter, moon, Venus action going on. That's big mom, big dad traveling together. And now we're working with Pisces, which is the sign of the fish, the sign of Jesus, the sign of the age we are currently in, the one that we're getting ready to wrap our way out of. On the 28th, we have a close approach in a lunar occultation of Uranus and Aries, and guess what? I have been faithfully reporting these to you ever since last year at this time. And every single month we've had one. I think there was one or two months where we just had a close approach or just a conjunction. But every other month we've had one. And this was unique to our journey with Uranus. And in particular where it was happening in relationship to the moon in Aries. As I mentioned, Aries is going to be center stage for the next node. And we needed that gentle awakening of the masculine energy and the war energy that existed within the Aries phrase and within the Aries phase. It it does not escape me that we have Vlad running around doing this crazy war stuff right now and all these other things that were happening as we were supposed to be making this peace with this healing of these Aries wounds. And I think a lot of us are continuing to work that on that within us, you know, here in America, which is where I currently am, but I have done this around the world. There are a lot of people who have been involved in warfare, either directly as soldiers or indirectly as well, directly as soldiers or somebody whose territory has had a war in it or as somebody who has been connected directly to a bloodline of somebody who was doing that within one or two lifetimes or as somebody who has lost a loved one in relation to that. And although I did talk about it quite a bit over the last year, I didn't feel that it got the traction because those wounds are so powerful and painful. This is the kind of stuff that might feel and blow up and be really ugly if we don't take care of it later on. 
I'm not saying that you ha- would have had to be directly experienced into this in this lifetime, but a lot of people have been. And I, as a psychopomp, have been faithfully traveling the world and going to the biggest battle sites I can find throughout Europe and, and Canada and America, releasing the souls and everything that I can. And I also do that remotely. So I was working on like the Vietnam War just a couple of days ago. I've been doing a lot of World War II stuff, but also things more ancient. And why is this? Because war weighs us down and war uh, and war hurts us all and war hurts the land and war hurts the human energy archetype and so in doing my work what i'm trying to do is to make it easier for anyone who's connected to this either alive or who are on the other side to reclaim the parts of themselves that they lost in it so that they can be more whole and continue on in their lives and you know that's just something that's really important to me so take accountability for your soul and if you find yourself thrashing around during these mars activities in particular you know, that is that wounded Mars Aries archetype is one of the uglier ones if left unchecked. And so I just can only encourage you to look at yourself with love, to know that you are understood by this universe and to do the best that you can to start moving into that space where you can find that love again. And I have a simple exercise that you can do. Stay tuned to the next. Um, what are they called? Segment. <laughs> Stay tuned for the next segment for that. So um, on the 30th, we have Mercury at the greatest elongation west, and we have conjunction of the moon and Mars, close approach of the moon and Mars, and a lunar occultation of Mars, and that's happening in Taurus. So that fits right in with the last point I made. Mars, Taurus, Aries, these are all very positive, loving, grounded, get-things-done planets and energy archetypes within our frame of reference. And this is a lot of people have done the work and and opened up that positive spectrum and they're supporting positive masculinity and other people. I mean, I get to see it all the time. I see so much positive masculinity by the sports, the hockey organization that I get to see um, the the way that the parents and the families and um, with the with the team, I get to see the way that they react and interact and support their children through hockey and the way that the children themselves act. I mean, these are teenage boys. This is stereotypically supposed to be one of those worst groups of people, hockey parents and teenage boys, right? Mm-mm. These are some of the most self-aware people I have ever met. And so when we talk about the masculine energy archetype, it doesn't have to be all like this cranky old men stuff. It's allowing boys and men to be happy and joyful and to play and, you know, to remove the killer get killed mentality that exists within us because there have been so many times where that existed and stop putting that pressure on them as they go about doing their world and this also includes that masculine within us i mean there are a lot of people who carry the feminine energy who openly hate men (laughs) and and they openly like despise that the anything to do with performance athletics anything like that and that's okay too but we as people when we carry that within us what we're doing is we're missing out on a great proportion of our population but we're more importantly creating an energetic imbalance within ourselves because we need that part of ourselves in order to be able to get things done around here (laughs) all right having said all that about the planets let's talk about what we can do to positively connect to them Now, you know that I believe very firmly in getting yourself grounded each and every day is a very positive way to stay within your harmonic space that you so desire. When you take just a few minutes to tune up to love, when you take just a few minutes to tune into the universe, to tune into yourself, you are more likely to stay within you and stay authentic to who you are throughout the day. So that sounds like a lot. If you've never really done anything like that, or if you would just like some suggestions on how, 
I recently released a connecting to self-love meditation, connecting to the universal love harmonic. And it's a six minute little practice. It's on YouTube. Just type in connecting to self-love, Katie Indicro. It's there and you can work with that anytime. I even wrote instructions with it to support yourself in tuning to the love harmonic. You can also find it at my website, crowmedicine.com. In addition to that, you know, seeking one of the best things that you can do is to give yourself opportunities for positive self-engagement. Go outside and take walks. Plan to experience things that you set as goals in your life and make a plan about what's important to you and just stick to that plan no matter what else comes about because you will find that like I said at the beginning, this is a fork in the road. You can experience a great day or you can experience a terrible day. And a lot of it has to do with your willingness to stay on track and your ability not to get messed with if you run into some of the harder harmonic stuff. So that might be in a colleague or at school or at work or even at home. Part of what happens when major energetic transformations occur is that people can handle them in so many different ways. And it can be great one minute and it can be terrible the next. And this is really important. Give yourself space to be yourself and to express your own emotions and give that to other people too. And that doesn't always mean stand there and talk to each other. What it does mean is that there are different ways to express and feel emotions. Exercise is a very powerful way to do it. Art, writing, singing, dancing, taking moments to even just listen to music and think to yourself, how do you feel? Create some music, positive, powerful ways of expression. This is there for you. In addition to that, you may like to start a formal learning program. You might want to do something that teaches you how to manage yourself. If so, check out my book, Soul Compass. It is a really powerful tool for self-connection. And on my po- on my blog I or my website, I made a free 30-day vibration raising challenge. You can work with the book and the vibration raising challenge and the materials that go along with it. There's a bunch of videos to support yourself in getting your vibration up. When your vibration is high and when your energy field is prepared, which it will be if you do that challenge, you do have a better chance at staying in your own harmonic lane, which is one of the main points that I've made this month. And that's why I'm going to stick with it as we wrap up. If you don't feel like buying the book, just do the the meditation for self-love in the same kind of repetition that I suggest you do the... Vibe up exercises. Sorry, the energy's changing and I have to get back into ceremony. I can feel it transforming right now as the vibe up activity. And and the reason why I recommend doing this stuff is like I said, one of the big ways that we are able to stay ourselves and to stay in the flow uh, as all these changes happen is to just make sure that we're con- consistently dedicating to who that is and that we're giving ourselves the space to check in. How am I doing today? What do I need? Am I, if you're mad, why are you mad? It's not to say run away from yourself. This is all about having these emotions and feeling strong and brave enough to meet them. Uh, having powerful emotions is a podcast that I released about a year ago that you can check out. And since then, I have also released other ones called Why Do I Feel So Much More Energy? also like to check out five signs you're going through energy changes. Just do a little scroll through the topics that I have covered in the last little while here on this podcast, or like I said, come check me out on my blog, www.crow-medicine.com. And like I said, the best thing I recommend anybody could do to get on the right track with me is to subscribe to my email list and just pay attention to the story that I tell through the posts in the podcast, because it's always related to the energy we're experiencing now. And there is always suggestions on what you can do to make the most of it in your life. 
this month, January 2023, is all about freedom and it's all about choice and it's all about realizing that we create the journey. So thanks so much for tuning into this one, my friends. I will be back with some more Crow Medicine soon. Yours truly, Katie Indy Crow.